0: Forgotten how big Willie actually
1: is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers
0: looking at his imposing frame.
1: I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you
0: got
2: skills, son. Uppercut upper right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that. This is the Handshake Agency Podcast.
0: Welcome to another episode of The Take with Willie and Ian. I know it's episode six. Um, yeah, it's I was wondering what you
2: were trying to get to me.
0: Well, I was trying Sign to. Sign language out. and stuff. I thought, like, what are you mate. talking about, dude? It's number (laughs) six. It's number six. six. We're very well prepared. Uh, We had the terrible news today uh, that Tommy Radonikos passed away. Um, He's a legend of the game and Willie, you've had a bit to do with him. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, full, I hope his
2: family and friends
0: are rallying around each other and, you know, it's terrible news.
2: It is terrible news. He's one of the greats of the game. You know, like what he did for New South Wales, what he did for the game back in the 70s and 80s. There's so many stories about Tommy, mate. It's ridiculous. And you only hear when you go to, like, kangaroo reunions and all that kind of stuff and and a few talks and Tommy's been there. He's got some fucking good yarns, I'll give you that. So God rest your soul, Tommy. He's one of the greats. My
0: favourite part of today was actually when <laughs> we, we were together earlier and oh, a bloke came up to Will and asked if he had played... With Tommy Redonikis, how
2: bad was that? So I was in there for a little production meeting or whatever it was, and this bloke was about. I reckon what? Is 70s, seventy, seventy-five? Yeah, he goes, yeah. yeah. Uh, excuse me, mate. Uh, you know, you played with Tommy. I was like, Tommy, Tommy Redonikis. <laughs> he goes, fuck, I'm not that <laughs> old, mate. Jeez. Uh, then Will he, he also, then he had a yarn about it, so it was good. No, Will had a
0: good career playing with Dally Messenger, yeah. Clive Churchill, Ken Irvine, all the greats. Uh, the other bit of news today that has come out. I don't actually know if it's been confirmed or not yet, but it looks – I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire. But Jake Friend has apparently announced his immediate retirement for Rugby League. Um, obviously suffered a pretty nasty concussion again a couple of weeks ago and has obviously been tossing up his future and that sort of thing.
2: So it appears as if he has given the game away, Will. I think that's um, – it's, it's scary, i remember watching that last game he played i'm not sure it was round. was it round one or two yeah one of them uh and i, I watched that incident and i went he's done I, I wasn't i'm not done for the game i was thinking he's going to retire he'll have to retire from this it's it's he plays a he plays a physical game physical game friendly and he's just he's just copped too many one too many i think there's like 20 concussions he's played over 270 games granted you know, I'm glad, he got, I'm glad he got his taste of origin and he won last year. He's played test football. He's won three premierships. He's captain, you know, he's a captain, co-captain of the side for the last two. mean, he's done a phenomenal job and he should be very proud of his career if he is, if he is hanging the boots up. And, it's, it's, you know, I've talked to Friendy, I'm very close to Friendy and, and Boyd Cordner. I do a little bit of work with him in the preseason, and I, I'm always worried. I don't ask him about football. I don't do anything about that because I know their football sides is fine it's the it's the it's the concussions and stuff both those guys are in the same book everything in the same boat so every time i do talk to them i don't talk about the stuff i'm like how's your, how's your head how's this and that always they're always positive but it's, it's glad i'm glad that they've been you know like even boy just ripped away from the team a little bit so they know it's not always about football it's not always about winning and losses and all this kind of stuff because you get you tend to stay in that bubble and you it in an NRL sort of thing but when you venture out and you start living your own life and you're not playing football in and out like week in week out recovery this and that like it's 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 never ending but once you step back from that which these two blokes have they're like, you know they're about you know they're nearly I think Friendy's maybe 31 this year I think Boyd might be 28 29 they've six they've had a they've had terrific careers maybe they're probably thinking you know you know life after football more um, you know, is is football worth it? My health, my mental health, my brain, everything. Like they get the chance to step back. Credit to the Roosters for putting him in that position because some clubs probably wouldn't do that. They've been th- at the forefront of that. So respect to Friendy and nothing but love for you, mate. And hopefully, um, he enjoys retirement. There is, there is more to football. That's that's my main point. There's more to football. You know, like they've, they've done a lot of a lot more than <laughs> a lot of the guys in the game. He can step away from the game, achieving everything. So. Looking
0: at the thing it's i don't know it's it's not it's it coincidence but the fact that the roosters they're two co-captains in in cordner and, and friend are the two people at the moment boyd cordner's obviously sitting out for the first 12 rounds or whatever it is and 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 jake friends potentially now going to give the game away the roosters must now be seen as the benchmark of how to handle concussions my issue is that Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend, you've just said yourself that they've achieved everything in the game, so they're in a position now. Jake Friend, you know he's got a couple of businesses. He's, he's in with Dave Martin from Courtyard. They've got a, a cafe. He's got a friend. He's plumbing. He's got yeah. He's got he's, he's got going well. He's going well outside of football. Boyd Cordner, I think, has got interest outside of the game. My concern is, what about the blokes that don't have that? What about the blokes that are at the start or the middle of the career? And they're starting to get repeated head knocks, and there are a few around. You think about Ryan Madison, for example. Ryan yeah. Madison, when he was at the Roosters, had a, you know four or five weeks off. Then he went to the Tigers. I think he got through that all right. But then he's last year he had weeks off with concussion. He had a bad knockout, and now again this year. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Madison's in the middle of his career.
2: Yeah, and he's about twenty five. Is that right? Like yeah, he's, he's under twenty five. Yeah. That's a good point, and I, and I do worry about that because those blokes, those blokes are fine. The rooster's are going to look, look after him for life, and I think they're set life after the football. That other side of the coin is, you know, James McManus, perfect yeah. example. Jimmy, I played with Jimmy for three years in Newcastle early retirement from head knocks yeah you know like and there wasn't that much of a who, who are about it and everything like that it wasn't no one was kicking up a stink and he was sort of left you know and he's bitter against the knights mm. he's he, he's going to court and stuff like that against the knights about they should have known should have been more due diligence done or something like that i'm not really don't 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 quote me on any of that but like he's 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 really against what's ha- what happened to him so he's on the other side there's other players that have been retired from head knocks and it's it's a shame i'm not sure really what the game can do about that you know the, the rlpa they try and reach out the nrl try and reach out i think it's more the rlpa the nrl doesn't care really um you have to look at just say a little example of bronx sherry see i think you did an interview the other the other week with danny wyler and they go he's a young kid 20 years old just spent it for four years you got to worry about the mental health and everything of our young kids have you heard from the nrl no why aren't people reaching out? Like Friendy and Boyd will get all the help they all the help they need. They'll be fine. It's this is a whole different conversation with all these other kids that aren't aren't as successful as the Boyd Corners and Jake Friends. But they'll get they'll get support from the club. I mean the issue the issue is,
0: I think, if you are going to be serious about concussion and you're going to be serious about um, looking after people not just when they're playing but about their careers after football and, and you're big on this because obviously you've realized now that you've had a glittering career as a player and I don't say that lightly you, you you will be you know a hall of fame player at some point you've been retired for five years now you have realized now that there is much more to life than just football mm. right now these blokes are in the middle of the career Willie Mason in 2007 for example yeah. there's no career after football you would never there's you don't even football. think
2: yeah you don't think you're all not you thinking do, you put about all your anything. eggs all your eggs into one basket and That's being the greatest player and just getting the best out of yourself you know it's i got a big qualm with everything that goes on especially with retirement just even saying just a say, perfect example cameron smith retired this year 15 plus vet 15 plus years just say some kid who's been in the system for i don't know five years he decides to retire they both get the same medical yeah two years What a fucking joke! I'm not sure whose problem this is with the NRL. I think there should be levels to shit. If you play one to five years, you get two years. If you play five onwards, you get five. You play ten plus fifteen plus, you get lifetime insurance. You don't care, and you only got two years after you retire to get all your to fix all your mess up. So for
0: for people who don't understand what what he's talking about is. And it's not, just, it's not just rugby league, to be fair. Rugby union is the same. If you, it's bullshit. Rugby union actually only have one year, I think. Yeah. So if you have career, um, a long career in a game and you have injuries in that game, then you've got a period of time post you retiring mm. where you will be helped yeah. in getting it treated, whether it's an operation or whatever. And but, trust
2: me, you don't feel the injuries that you've had until about four or five years into your retirement. Yeah. You know, like you're not gonna go out and say, Oh, I need my back done, you know, because that's it does it just doesn't happen like that. It's just the it just it's just it's just worn. You know what I mean? Like you just wear and tear of the body for ages. And like you're not gonna fix it in two years, get your back operated. You wanna enjoy your life for two years and just chill out. You don't wanna be sitting on an operation table for half half of that time. You only got two years. So I think that's a load of shit. I've always got a big, big drama with that. I hate it. And also what people probably don't
0: understand is that when you're playing a professional sport you're never going to be fitter than what you are in that professional sport no. so if you retire within that next 12 months it's going to take you 12 months to lose that level yeah. of fitness you're not going to know about injuries and things until you know all of a sudden some blokes lose yeah. weight some blokes put weight on And i
2: think it's up to the rlpa or whoever's looking after the place to really go for that you know i mean it's it's something that's that's a lot of a lot of my mates are in that position they've all they have all been retired for five plus years now everyone's body is fucking stinking you know what i mean like it's it's the trouble start right now not within the first two years i don't even remember the first two years i retired no i was overseas i was living life i was having a good time i didn't really count him you want to go oh shit, my back's a little bit sore go get an an mri and try and sit in try and sit um at home for three months trying to rehab my back it's just not it's just not you just can't do it. You don't care about that kind of stuff. It needs to be lifetime. You play 10, 15 years proper NRL and at an elite level, you have lifetime insurance, health insurance. That's like the NFL. If you put your work in the NFL, it's a lifetime insurance. And you can actually they've they've um they've bartered that with the with the NFL. The NFL, the NFL um, players association got that from the from the NFL. Because they know how important it is, your health. You know, like we don't just have thirty. You know, you get to thirty years and you get you, you know, you just retire and then you're fine. It's yep. a fucking lifetime of injuries and problems after you retire. You, anyone who's played the game for fifteen plus years or ten plus years, you know what I'm talking about. Any sport, basketball, NFL, you know, rugby union, cricket, anything. You're not, you're not in good need.
0: Badminton's all right, probably wrist injuries. <laughs> you probably, but and that's the other thing as well. Like. My opinion on this is that the NFL had that class action a few years ago, and it cost the NFL. I mean, the NFL's got more billions. money than anyone, but they 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 had to pay out, right? I think it was eight billion dollars. A lot of what I'm seeing now with the NL, with the NRL, it just looks to me like it's window dressing to try and stop people from suing long term. So it's not about fixing problems; it's about going well if there's Enough stuff that we do and we're proactive about it. Well, then we can't get sued, yeah. and that's that's wrong. all they do. Because ultimately, if you do care about the players, players, I'll tell you now, players don't care about themselves. They will play and they will play and players they'll put play. themselves. As you've always said, once you get a situation where all that seems to matter is
2: potential litigation, you've missed the fucking point in the first place. Mm. Well, that's what they're all about, the NRL, just stopping those. Those lawsuits and everything—they've been—they—they they act like they're being proactive to the game because they are stopping that kind of stuff. You know more than me about that kind of stuff, but they're not as proactive as they as they should be with the with the players. They don't really care about the players. Trust me, especially the retired players. They care about the players right now. That's about it. If you retire, you're just used, man. And the more the players, the current players, and they get that in their head, and the game just uses you. Use the game as much as they use you. Yeah. You know what i mean like it's you're a commodity or you are you you know you sell tickets you play good football and that's about it don't get caught up in your feelings when they say you're fucking done i've always had that i've always had that mindset even when i was like in my 20s when i was like, the dogs, I'm like man this game doesn't they don't, it doesn't really care for me because i always talk to retired old players they're like man get as much as you can out of the game because the game don't give a fuck about you it's not loyal they don't give a shit. you're expendable all these sort of words i'm like oh yeah i get it it's a business yeah. that's why my feelings weren't hurt when I was moving from other clubs and stuff like. Because I looked at myself as a business. I didn't care about loyalty and stuff like. Once I seen through the bullshit when I was at the Dogs, I'm like, people were trying to screw each other over to get me here, there, and I'm like, oh wow, this is this is actually a load of shit. So I I, I was peeped onto the game real young. Perfect so I was, example. Didn't, didn't really, so my transition into into retirement was nothing but fun. Perfect. I embraced it. I didn't Perfect to,
0: example of that is Adam Reynolds, isn't it? Like you yeah. think about. It's a bloke who's a local junior who t- took them to their first premiership yeah. in 650 years, and he wants two years, and they go, "No, we're going to give him you one." Like they're, they're, perfect example. It's, it's it, great segue, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's one of those things I reckon. Looking at it realistically, loyalty in the game is one thing, but you can't talk about being loyal to players and lo- and players. And I understand from a from a fan's perspective that they want there to be the same love from the player to the club as what they have. But what they have to understand is that they don't love their employer, right? No. If you work at McDonald's or you work, you know, as a tradee or you work as a, a whatever it is, what is, it doesn't matter what your career is, you don't love your employer to a point where you, you'll you just cop any shit from them no. regardless. So yeah. it's different when you're an employee
2: and that's what people are when you play professional sport. Yeah, and, 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 and Reynolds is at the other end now. I mean, he's what is he? Thirty-one years old. He's yeah. done everything for that club. He's done nothing but be a a proper, proper student of the game. A great kid. Never been in trouble. Anything like that. He's he's a leader of the club. He's a captain of the club. He's a father. He's all these great things. Where's the where's the grey area where like you, you want to flick him for what? You don't have the next Jonathan Thurston in your in your ranks. No. You know all he's looking for is a two year deal, and they're trying to hedge their bets. Going, no one's going to pay seven fifty for Adam Reynolds for three years. Bullshit. Some of them will. Bullshit. They'll pay more for that kid because he's a tried and tested first grader, NRL premiership winner, state of origin player, been on the cusp of representative football, but there have been some halves. Cooper Cronk been in front of him for the, He's pretty much the peak of his career. Cooper Cronk was there. DCE's there now. you got Keary, But he could easily fit into an Australian side. Good halves are very hard to come along now. Have a look at our game. We can't fucking produce any halves. Have a look at some of the halves for the, for the NRL teams. I wouldn't feed them. Yeah. They're so bad. They are awful. I'm not even going to name them because I don't embarrass you. It's pathetic. Some of these guys run around in the NRL. Then you have got a fucking person who's a 200 gamer who actually loves your club and wants to play for you for till till he retires, and you're trying to fuck around with him. Yeah. Come on, man. Like how much more does he need to do? Mm. Like, he's like he's gone through a couple of injuries. He's he's rehabbed himself. He's got fit. He's done everything. He's the key to that side. He's the heart and soul of South Sydney. Yep. When Adam Reynolds goes good, South Sydney goes good. I've, I've always been hard on him a couple of times because I know how much he means to the team. I know how much halves means to the fucking team. So if he doesn't perform, they usually don't perform. Yep. So he's a he's a he's their spiritual leader. I can tell. I watch him. I've seen him on social media. They love him. He's beloved in that club. If they lose him, that could be the downward spiral that they don't want and yeah. they don't need. Another two years, man. Hear how hard it is to like to to have that to nurture a young halfback and come through the ranks and love that club like a like an Adam Reynolds does. Very rare. Mm. You do not get that. Keep it. You got another two years. Like, just give him his money. He will get close to a million dollars because there is no halfback out there, and there is no coming up and coming halfback probably other than Sam Walker, but he's not tried and tested yet. Played one fucking game.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, talk to him. He played two hundred games. Won a grand final. Couple of origins. Then you got. And you got a first grader there, man. He loves the club. It's different. He didn't come from anywhere else. He threw the ranks at Redfern. He's mm. a different breed of kid. When you,
0: I mean, that's that's, I don't know. I guess I look at clubs and i look at they are businesses right and so anyone who thinks that a club's not a business is kidding themselves one of the reasons why this comp is so lopsided is the fact that as a business a lot of these clubs are failing right the front Mm. office is buying blokes and you know i i look at some of the rosters that are going around and the rosters are the reason that you've got blowouts people talk about I, I don't know. How do you feel about depth? I feel like there's enough good players around. I think that what pl- clubs are doing is they're buying the wrong people in the wrong positions. The Bulldogs struggle. What do they do? They go out and buy wingers. Mm. They buy Nick Kotrick and Ado Carr.
2: Like, that's not your problem. Yeah. If, I mean, like, look at the club. Look at the teams that were – the players that were on offer last year. You know, David Fafita was off. Was off. Uh, Big Tino was off. Like if you had the eye for talent and you knew what was going on, if you're the recruitment officer for most of these Sydney teams, I'm not sure if they actually pursued it, but I would pursue a lot harder than the Titans did. Give the kid a million dollars because I know he's going to make it up. Do you know what I mean? Like stop trying to hedge your bets with everything like that. Try and get outside backs and try and get this and, you know, like get your forwards set. Mm. Everyone with a great four-pack wins. And I mean like just it's the development and the main point is like, I've seen a lot of things like, are we big enough as a franchise or the NRL to go for another team? Is that That's the bottom line. Are we big enough to expand? Do we have enough depth? These are questions I don't really know. But looking at the talent right now, no. I look at reserve grade, intra Super Cup up there, New South Wales Cup here, terrible. Absolutely terrible. I can go back and fucking play like that shit.
0: I reckon also – Don't just- quote me on that. Well, you <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't call me out some of you dudes would well, you know
0: what Carmichael Hunt's still playing he's 400 years old you know he's still playing reserve grade and doing quite well and he's putting his hand up for the Broncos but look I think if you look at we're not developing kids the, man. Cow- the Cowboys are a perfect example you talk about Adam Reynolds and you talk about development now they've got Jake Clifford who's going to the Knights next year Jake Clifford can't make the start side they've got Ben Hampton and I'm not saying Ben Hampton's not a good footballer because he not is a good back. footballer, but he's played wing last year, fullback. He was bought as a centre from Melbourne. He's played everywhere. So you've now got. Now don't tell me that the Cowboys aren't going to make a play for Adam Reynolds when they've got a utility player playing at seven.
2: Yeah, 100%. Like you, that's what they're. That's what. That's what they're going for. Yeah, and they, they know the Cowboys will. And there's other halves out there that's just other teams out there that want a quality half like that. There's not that many teams with great halfbacks. No. Look at the Titans. Titans are probably one halfback off winning the comp. Yeah. They can't win the comp with the two that they've got there now, mm. 100%. But you throw Adam Reynolds in there, great game controller, You know, great kicking game, good defender, good ball player, great leader. Then you go, all right, you might tip them next year. Um, but like, you know, don't be stupid enough. Don't test his arm. You know, don't, don't, don't put him in that position. He'll go
0: 100%. He'll go. You
2: know, he's at the back end of his career. If you, he just wants a, what well, if they offer him a one-year deal at just say 600, 650, which is a deal, or he gets a three-year deal at North Queensland for a mil a year? Come on, man.
0: What would you? Say? What else? <laughs> what what else has he sign? got to prove to oh, the no.
2: club? And they put him in a position where he has to go. And what do you got? What have you got in your ranks? You've got no one. I reckon you know, I just think the game the game's development problems I listen to Gus a lot and he's he's got his um his feet on the ground there you know he's he's he knows what's going on with development and he's we don't develop enough juniors I mean in the right positions we're not developing halfbacks we're not developing hookers or 58s have a look at the game how have a look have a look at our halves for the Australian team we can't even fucking pick it
0: I still reckon if you look at a jigsaw puzzle you can't get the jigsaw puzzle to finish unless the pieces go in the right spot. I look at some of the recruitment decisions that are getting made, and it's a joke because yeah. you've got plenty of good players, but there are certain pieces of that jigsaw that just don't fit. And I think that you can blame coaches, you can blame, but there's a lot of effort that needs to be put into recruitment.
2: Yeah, we've got some questions from um, Facebook, have we? Come here, oh. read Mate, one
0: other thing before we go on to doing the games um yeah there's a lot of questions um i can't read toronto toronto high <laughs> uh it's difficult reading and doing things i'm not good at doing two things at once one thing you wanted to talk about will was manasi finu who came out did an interview um he's obviously up on some pretty significant charges and, and going through a tough time um does an interview trying to i guess I don't know. Explain how he's trying to better himself as a person. Yeah. Um, ends up on the back page of the paper, basically saying that he's yeah addicted to prescription drugs. Yeah, well, that's the so. Telegraph for you, isn't it?
2: How bad is that? Like, I, I'm I know little Manasseh know He's a good kid. He's he's up on some pretty dangerous, um, pretty serious charges, but it doesn't take you know it doesn't take away from the fact that he he went there with open. With an open heart and tried to tell The Telegraph, thinking that, you know, it's probably going to be a good story. I mean, read the fine print, it's a good story. Yeah. But, man, people just read headlines drug addiction, depression. Come on, man. And you wonder why players don't really want to come out with this mental health shit. Buzz should know better than that, man. But I fucking understand because The Telegraph just sells that shit. Yeah. It sells. It's a back page of Sunday Telegraph. It's a big fucking paper. It's over a million copies sold. But like, you know, like he was, his feelings were hurt because it's like, dude, I went out there, i try and, you know, reach out there and do the right thing and try and send a message to young kids, young footballers, everything like that. And I come across like this, it's just terrible. And I'm I'm glad like the the NRL fraternity, like, um, you know, Brandon Smith come out and stuck up for him saying, you know, pretty much what I, the words that I echoed then, you know, that's why players don't really want to do interviews about mental health and about, you know, uh, addiction and all that sort of shit because you get fucking pissed on. Yeah. and it's and it's terrible he's a young he's a good young kid he's still got a massive future he just needs to stay on the on the straight and narrow path and he'll have a big future in the game he's just going through some some dumb shit you know some shit that he went through oh it's you know it's hard to, it's hard to like just watch and just and and look at like fucking interviews like that it's like fire out why would you do that to a young kid yeah it's not he's bearing his soul to you and you just you, you treat him like that it's dog shit
0: Mate, just one quick question before we move on, which I think is a good question. What would be a happy deal for both the Rabbitohs and Adam Reynolds? I reckon two, two years. Two-year deal. Two-year deal. Give him,
2: two, give him two years. Give him next year, the year after. He probably He's going to be 33 at that stage. He'd sign. Maybe he doesn't want to play on after that. Maybe he wins, a, he wins a, uh, a premiership in the next two years and just rides off into the sunset. That's from Shane. You don't, you don't want to lose that kid. Good on you, Shane. Thanks for watching, Keep mate. There. All right. So round
0: five, and let me tell you, round five is I don't ever remember a round of football where there are so many red-hot favourites and so many sides that look like massive outsiders. You've got upsets, you know, over the last three or four years there's been huge upsets it just doesn't seem like this year's got
2: upsets in mm-hmm. it you know yeah. and i'm always about i'm all for the upsets now i'm not you know what i mean i thought the warriors were going to win all that kind of stuff i'm always i'm always very optimistic with that shit but it started off on the on the thursday the panthers just fucking ran rough shot through manly mm. you know what i mean and even the next like 30 like 46 to 6 38 38 nil and 40 to 6 in our first three games was a carver but- I guess it's, I'm not sure if the defenses are really good. The level of playing field, you know, is is so lopsided. I'm not sure because I look at most teams; they seem pretty stacked, and seem pretty even. Is it the coaching? Is it the players just absolutely playing dog shit? You know, like the Bulldogs haven't scored a fucking point in three weeks. I think that's a record since like since the game turned professional. I don't think any team has started the year off in three games and not scored a point. So, fact well check. Well done. I, is, don't fact check me, please. Wasn't
0: Trent Barrett? The attack coach at Penrith.
2: Yeah, they're just learning stuff off him now. They stole his playbook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's some problems. I mean, look, there's some problems at the Bulldogs. All right, the first game of the round is the Rabbitohs versus the Broncos. The only thing that might help the Broncos here is the fact that Cody Walker's out. Um, is he out? Walks. Yeah, he had. To, he took. Well, he took the early guilty. Oh, okay. So um, well, was that for that push? No. Yeah, for the little,
2: the little uh, scuffle. Yeah. Wow. wow. Where Flanagan, like, I, people don't understand. Like, I watched that little fuck. I'm not sure if he got suspended for that. I'm not sure. But when like Flanagan had him on the ground while he had, like, well, Flanagan had the ball. And I watched it, because like, obviously they don't show, show all that shit. I watched the whole thing in fucking rewind and slow motion, you know, I watch games and i was like yeah cody walker had every fucking right to get up there and i would have oh jeez like he had elbows in his face he was like rolling around with him it was like like cody walker was trying his best to get up and that little dude was kept holding him down and he, he's a fresh, he gets frustrated cody you know what i mean like i was thinking i knew as soon as i watched that tale i was like he's gonna get up and fucking throw hands mm. he's lucky he didn't and um Wow, I can't believe he got suspended for that shit.
0: Was that the that was a Friday night game. I was that full of piss. I was on the SCG <laughs> coaching my little bloke uh, and his team. I know,
2: you were sending me some videos. Well great done, great coaching, to, mate.
0: Yeah, well we won Great role ten, model. I you know. And, oh, no, they should not have let me in the ground, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got my working with Jordan's certificate, so it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I think, um, I don't know, the Broncos. The Bronx were sad. Oh, I look at the Broncos now and I think, for two years, I've been saying they're a good young side, blah, blah, blah. They're not a
2: good young side because they can't win. Yeah. So They just don't. They've just lost it. I mean, they, 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 they played 20 minutes against – that was a, one of the lowest games I've, I've seen for a while, Bulldogs and Broncos. And the last 20 minutes, that it opened up and they scored four tries. Then yeah. I think they, they got a little bit carried away and they got a real, real check against the Storm.
0: Apparently, Walker got suspended for an elbow. To nah, the well, back of the well, head. Who gives a so, shit? Um, yeah,
2: I was going to say something about that anyway. What else? You should
0: have, you should have fast forwarded <laughs> to that. Uh, the Warriors <laughs> playing the Sea Eagles.
2: Manly, what's going on with Manly? I don't know. DCE's got to be under some pressure. I mean, he, I know he hasn't got that much cattle with him, but they're terrible. Like Dylan Walker, like, yeah, what a fall from grace. You know what I mean? Did he play for Australia, New South Wales yeah. in 2014 or 15? He, he would not make my run on side in any side. Having like him that, at fullbacks? At fullback, awful. he can't catch. He can't tackle. Once you get through the front line, you you score. Mm. There's no there's no resilience back there. I feel sorry for him, man. They're just in a really bad spot. I'm not sure who the worst team is. Sea Eagles or the Dogs?
0: It was a bad look when Jake Trbojevic and anyone who enjoys and who loves rugby league would be 100 guaranteed to love Jake Trbojevic's yeah. passion for the game. He sat there and he's blowing up about. The way they're playing blokes are
2: ignoring it yeah
0: like it's terrible it's though. hard to
2: watch <laughs> and you know, jakey's such a great young kid and a great leader of that club so like when he talks he holds weight And for those kids... No, it does, usually. Like, he holds weight in the the heaviest of sides. Australian teams and New South Wales. People listen to Jake because he doesn't say that much. He carried the energy in Origin last year and and he can't even get it. And then for them to have that lack of respect for even... Fucking eyes up, please. Yeah, look at him. Look at the ground and shit, he's one of your leaders, man. Take note, young manly kids. Fucking respect that guy. not saying you don't respect him, but when they talk, when these senior players talk, fucking look, please. Five, it would be, that would lose him. Oh, if you know him for, he's, a, four, it's he's a young kid. He's that kid, man. He's just like he's still a young kid. He's only 25, 26. five, twenty six. He's got thrust into that leadership role and leadership in a lot of sides, representative sides. But you know, it's uh, it's sad to see that sucked. People can cop. A I can't team. cop that
0: shit. People can cop a team losing if it looks like the players are trying. Yeah, it doesn't look like manly are trying. If you're a manly supporter, then I don't know. Maybe find another team.
2: Go and hang out with some bulldog supporters.
0: Lotto Land. I've been to Lotto Land. They need to renovate. At least it. they
2: scored a point. Remember
0: when you played for the Eagles? Yeah, it was great. I actually didn't go to one game. You played <laughs> there. I was, I could, It was too far. I went to Newcastle games. Yeah. Not to. Yeah. All right. So the Panthers
2: against the Raiders. This is the game of the round.
0: Yeah. We'll talk um, about this
2: one. I. What do you think of the Panthers? I'm, I'm not really sold on them. I am sold on them. But like last last week's game, I don't care. It's manly. I this, think This, I one, think this one we're talking this about. This is
0: Test. Uh, look, anyone who thinks the Panthers are actually quite heavy favourites in this game, and I don't understand why, because that Raiders side, they've lost one game where they had literally no bench left. They have beaten every other side. They,
2: fl- big flex last week. Doing 100% to the against
0: Titans. the Titans. What they did to the Titans, people shouldn't Man-head underestimate them. that. It was, you know, that was a really comprehensive win. So
2: uh, I think this will be close. Yeah, I'm I'm sold on both teams. These would be top four teams. Yep. You know, the Panthers just keep getting stronger and stronger. Brian Toto, oh my goodness. Can't Averaging tackle nearly three hundred meters a game. Can't like, tackle It's it. re, it's like Matty Utah two in two thousand and two to four. Like unstoppable. He's he is ridiculous. And um Luai, Cleary, so many names, man, that have really jumped out from last year. Yeah, you know, think, thinking they're actually good. For, you know, is it a is it a a fluke the first year? Nah, it's no fluke. Kick out every. It's a, They are the real deal. I thought losing out would be a little bit of a you know little little bit of a problem. Not be Moses Leota comes Spencer Lee who comes off the bench. You got Fisher Harris who steps it all up a gear. Fucking um, Capewell kick out. Isaiah Yo probably one of the best best locks in the game. You know they're so well balanced. They all they all complement each other. They pass the ball around. That's that's the difference between the really good packs and the simple packs. You know, like the, the packs like the Bulldogs and the the Eagles. Apart from Djipoyevich, they know how to pass the ball to each other. Yeah, the Dogs don't know. You know, they, they'd rather run into a brick wall.
0: I'll tell you, who I love Will. Now I've it, and last year I thought he was a good footballer. Jerome Luai, the way he brings the energy. I've said it a couple of times now. I don't reckon I've seen a bloke so happy and excited to play football he
2: just he looks like
0: he's energy bunny. out there
2: oh they all that they're all about the same age about five or six of them come up in the love same ranks they love each so they love each other they're all they're complementary of, of, of each other they tackle for each other they work for each other you know it'll show that last you know a couple of weeks ago when kick out made that big play mm. like they do shit that you know a great team does yep. they play for each other that's what a team does mm. you know they do these little things so yeah, this will be a good game, man.
0: It'll be I'll tell you what it is, Will. There's, because there's probably only five... There's five decent sides in the comp, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's what the first... So when one of those top five sides play each other, it's a good game. When yeah. one of the middle-ranking sides play each other, it's generally a shit game of footy, but it's close, so that's good. Mm. It's just those blowout games. One of the other games that's going to be, I think, close... This is the second... Yeah. yeah, the Titans and the Knights. So neither side's setting the world on fire. The Knights have got... Some injuries, but they've mm. also got Ponga coming back.
2: I hope um, to God they didn't rush Ponga back. I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, yeah, they're they're not that dumb to rush him back. Like, so a lot of supporters thinking, you know, it's a knee jerk reaction trying to get trying to get Ponga back. No, nah, man, he's he wanted to come back round one yeah. in his eyes. So he's been four weeks short of what he what he had his expectations on. So, you know, the, the Knights have got some improvement to do. That a really you know ordinary weekend. Their forward pack's still doing a good job, but losing Pierce. How do you replace him? You can't. You know what I mean? You've got to get Ponger up there, but, like, they're going to have to go back to basics. Their forward pack's doing a job, but they need to pull the trigger and score some tries, and they've lacked that.
0: The Look, Blake
2: Green is a terrific player. He looked... He looked underdone, mate. He looked underdone. Early underdone and rushed back. That's what yeah. that looked like. Titans, on the other hand, great forward pack, but they, they can't win the game without without an attacking seven or six. Mm. Like, can we get a fucking an early ball to Fafita, or can you bring him onto the ball... He seems to be getting the ball flat-footed a lot, and they're just trying to rely on him, bringing him and jumping him, taking him under so he can attack the ruck the other way. Like going against the grain, players, I mean, teams, they game plan for that sort of shit, Mm. you know? He's the hardest bloke to tackle when he got the ball like he did against the Broncos at the line, change your direction, spot that that three-man up, spot the little bloke up. Like, but no one's bringing him onto the ball. So what's he supposed to do? Get early ball, and he's not fucking Superman. Yeah, he can do that sometimes when there's like people just they'll come up the four man, which is usually one of the best defenders, the right four in the side, which is usually particularly your back rower. He's going to help his halfback and solve the problem, especially when it's early ball. When you commit that four man in the line and you get Fafita one on one with that three guy, the three men, that's when we're talking. Yeah, you know, like the last three or four minutes, they didn't give the ball for to Fafita. And when they needed a try, well, they were mm. still in the game with five or six minutes, they took him out of it. You know, big Tino and um, Waker and Wallace and all these big boys and Sony—they can only do too much. They can only do so much. They can be aggressive through the middle. They can tackle their asses off. They can do everything. But if you can't pull the trigger and you can't score tries, there's no point. And they can't do it. They can't do it. Like the, the halves that they got now, they just—they're terrible.
0: Do you know what worried me? Will was in terms of with Blake Green when Pierce went down. They didn't put Blake Green on the field,
2: yeah, because they knew so that it was he was a safety blanket for not, someone.
0: He's not going to be able to play sixty minutes or whatever it was. Well, when they they put Josh
2: King on, who was a front roller yeah. I mean, They moved, they shuffled around. They Connor moved Watson, Watson and... around,
0: and yeah, that that to me doesn't scream this bloke's ready to play eighty minutes of football. So I think the Knights are probably going to struggle with that. Um, I think Connor Watson's been one of their best players, and and the more he's involved in the game, the more things yeah. seem to happen, um, and I think with Ponga back involved, but I mm. just think that Titans forward pack's too good.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh Dogs and Storm, no one really... I mean, Storm's going to wipe the floor with them.
0: What do you... Well, I mean, what do you think the Bulldogs can do? They've got Luke Thompson back this week. I don't know.
2: How do I'm they get sure. better?
0: I don't know how they improve. I honestly don't.
2: Neither do I. Um, it's, a hard, it's hard to put your finger on. They're just playing that bad of football. They can't score tries. They can't defend tries. It's... Um, it's just, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. I mean, I've been talking to um, a lot of Bulldogs supporters and fans and all that kind of shit. I'm like, I, I can't give you an answer. You know, I mean, uh, apparently they're training well and everything they're doing at training is just not happening on the field. Training the house down. Yeah, I mean, you can do everything at training, but it's just not translating onto the field. So, you know, Baz has got his hands full, man. I'm trying to get that, what, whatever you see on, tra- on on the training paddock is not translating onto... Um, Onto the field so just this hard work man they just got to get themselves out of this hole and i can see i've never been in a position where we've in even in one game they haven't scored a point i don't think i've ever been in the game where we got beat nil don't fact check me because it's probably a couple of times but
0: you played 290 games I not that many times man definitely not three one
2: no one. i don't think so um <laughs> yeah but I'd, i've never been in that position so i just don't know what do you do just you run the ball harder but sometimes when you're in a position like that you seem to get selfish and worry about your stats I, didn't, I was never a stat player or anything like that, but I know it's fucking embedded in some of these young kids trying to get 100 metres, trying to get all these sort of stats that make them look good for the coaches. Oh, I got over 100 metres. It was good. No one cares, man. You know, like they stat, they stat chase at the end of games and they, and they don't pass the ball. So why, why – perfect example. Why run into the middle of three blocks when you can just – okay, I'll get the ball. I can pass a little bit wide to my back row and he runs it the smaller half. Quick play the ball. But no, tuck it under, no confidence, you want to get your meters. Hmm. That's what a lot of their forwards do. They don't play football, they just play selfish football. And a lot of teams do that that are losing. They just worry about themselves instead of like thinking the bigger picture, it's a team game. I can't get better without my other players trying to make other players better. You know what I mean? Like the, and the half just sits there, he's just on he's just getting beat down, Flanagan. So what if if you're in a side and they haven't scored
0: points, who 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 starts getting blamed like are they blaming halves. the halves
2: oh mate it's 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 the spine the forwards can only do so much As i said sometimes the forwards get a little bit selfish cuz they just get in that one track mind i'll got i'll get us out of here i'll get us out of here when it's it's harder to play football but the halves have to have to like they they have to they have to do something mm. I, I, you know like it's just it's like he has no options Flanagan. The back rolls, is, and then the back rolls seem to creep into the ball because they want the ball because they're not getting the ball and they feel uh, helpless out there. So everyone seems to cram into the ball. Instead of playing, when you play expansive football, hold your post, hold your positions, and let the forwards do their job and the halves do that. You see everyone just cramping in, trying to get the ball, trying to help. It's a wrong mentality. Still hold, still hold a game plan to some, to some extent. Mm. you know so that's that's probably the only sort of tip i can get cuz i've been inside's like you know when you when you're down on confidence and shit like that, it's just it's hard to get out of but it sucks man tell me
0: the next the game on saturday night is the roosters and the sharks tell me why you think the sharks aren't re-signing josh morris cuz he has got i'm not going to say an average roster, because there's some good footballers. Mm. He's winning games without Sean Johnson. He's yeah. dropped Andrew Fafita, who is a proven match winner, mm. and he's winning footy games. So what is it about John Morris that the Sharks won't back?
2: I'm not sure. I honestly don't. Obviously, he doesn't get along. You can't get along with everyone as a coach, and he's only young. Like Johnny Morris is my age, I think he's only 40 years old. So I'm not sure what he's really done wrong. Is that young? That's pretty young. Young for a uh, coach. It's fucking young for a coach. Real life. Like, comparing to Wayne Bennett, who's seventy, you know? Yeah. A bit different. But um he, I don't, if, if I was if I was a coach, I'd be like, yep, yeah, pretty not a bad roster. Always fighting for an eights position. They got in the finals last year. They still got, what are they, two and two this year? Yeah. You know, it's not an awful record compared to like guys like Maguire and all these other blokes. Barrett and all, you know, Manly. They've got a better rosters than um to for the Sharks sometimes. So I would re-sign him. I wouldn't just go. You're done, John Morris. They play a decent, decent brand of football. He's got him going. He hasn't like. It doesn't seem to me that the coaches, that the players, don't like him. And he's
0: cheap too. Yeah, Look, you're, you're, getting you're, your, I don't, you're getting your value for money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, it's,
2: man. I don't know. I didn't even know that he was on the outer.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that he's not on the outer. I, it feels like the Sharks are making a play for someone. And they're going well. You coach until we get someone better. It's a pretty shit attitude, I think. It is, but
2: that sucks. And I probably he probably knew his place when he did sign when he when he was the um, incumbent or whatever it is. I think he would have known.
0: What about the Roosters? Sam Walker, hype yeah. train, going berserk at the moment for the old Sam Walker.
2: Yeah, I, 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 he's he's got a big future, but I'm not anointing anointing anyone after one game. He's um he's got a big future. Still got a lot to work on. But he's young he's got so much upside i can't say anything negative about the kid but all i can say i just look forward to, the, to watching that kid for the next 10 years and see how great he can be mm. you know like that's just not i don't like the pressure on young kids you know he's got enough pressure on himself and and everything like that, that comes with his name and you know i just think just let the kid play let him play that's let him it. try and get the roosters you know like get him back on top you know he did the, he did he did well last week he's fucking 18 this kid 18 years old. Let's not anoint him as the next Joey or anything like that. Just let the kid play. Let him play out this year. Let him play next year and we'll talk about it.
0: I don't know. If anyone lives in Surrey Hills and you're currently trying to steal a car out the front, um, you're setting off a car alarm and it's actually quite annoying. So I can't even se- hear it.
2: Oh, well, Now I probably can. Now you have It's you.
0: been driving me mad for about five minutes. It's, oh, it's, it's <laughs> Zig's car. Ziggy Parker, someone's <laughs> stealing your car, go and fix it uh haven't you got a clipper Tigers a clip? and Cowboys please Tigers and Cowboys
2: don't I don't care
0: what mate honestly Todd Payton has like,
2: a <laughs> who would want to be a fucking coach oh, honestly it's the worst job in the world people always ask me well are you going to get you want to get in a coaching really no because
0: no, I like my look life look at it I
2: actually like living my life and doing what I want to do like you are under the pump so much it's, people just think you wake up and be Wayne Bennett and be Craig Bellamy like, it doesn't happen. These guys are great, you know what I mean? There's so much hard work. Looking at John Morris under the pump. Looking at, you know, Todd Payton and Maguire and what about <laughs> Trent last year? Barrett. Like, it's fucking awful.
0: Last year. And, and their first-year coach, well, not
2: first-year coach, but yeah. you, look at, you look at Todd Payton
0: last year. Everyone's going. Loving it. Look how he got the Warriors going. He's a genius. He signs his contract. Oh, he's mm. got Valentine's home and town. <laughs> <Malala." laughs> That's terrible. Now the bloke doesn't have a job. It's... Uh, oh, God, anyway,
2: yeah. Um, that's a Channel Nine game. That game does yeah, stink. Only because it's the reliving the rivalry, whatever. Scott. Well, that's the
0: 2005 Grand Final, yeah. except heaps shitter. <laughs> um, and then the Eels. I'm not sold on the Eels. Like, uh, I, uh, yeah, go. I think since like I haven't tipped them, but I think St George could just about win that game.
2: I like the way the Eels are playing. They, they actually play complimentary football. They play to their strengths. You got big Reggie Campbell, Gillard. He just he runs the ball straight and hard he tries it he loves that contact then you got junior puller who loves contact but with footwork plays that block shape then you got nathan nathan brown who gets on the back of those blokes and can play football you know like he passes the ball these kids pass the ball you know what yeah. i mean their back rolls sit wide they they pour onto the ball you got Gutherson out the back you got moses you got now nah, you got that brown kid like they play some good footy, man. They throw they throw a lot of footy at you, which is great. And they've got really good hands and they um they hit the hole hard, man. They just go, they go, they go hard. If you don't if you don't have two or three blokes on junior puller, he's he's shrugging you off and exactly. he's getting an offload. He's got a silky offload. And then you've got Campbell Gillard who can who can pass as well. Who gets they've got a great combination there? It's great to see front rolls and back rolls join up together. Playing those block shapes, hitting the front man, playing some good football, and enjoying themselves—it's a—it's um—it's a pleasure to watch.
0: I'm still not sold in the A's, so there yeah. you go. Uh, Neither am
2: I. I tipped him not even being the eight, and I well, put the fucking Bulldogs in there. I put on. the
0: Tigers in there. Am I going? Apparently, though, the <laughs> Tigers for Tigers fans—they've got a much easier run after they lose their first five games or something. Now they're going to beat the Cowboys.
1: Hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here. And if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other Handshake Agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe The Green Room Podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously. So maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit the Green Room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Well, it's time for. Time for something. <laughs> what is it? Willie's
2: Big Boy.
0: <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> I love it. I like that new edition. It's good. All right, go on.
2: Oh, are you going to um, introduce me? No? All
0: right. Well, it's your show. <laughs> I'd like to introduce now yes. uh, William Mason. And he's big, big boys. He played a lot of football and he's big <laughs> and he likes boys.
2: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, my first big boy, three votes, is uh, Big Papa, Josh Papali.
0: Why start with three again? Start with one. No,
2: this is my segment. <laughs> Until it says Ian Burns, fucking big little girls or whatever it is. Um, minutes, 50 minutes, one try, 17 hit-ups, 193 metres. I mean, what else can he do? You started off the bench, he um, uh, what's his name? Ryan James, he start, but he just played an integral part. He scored that try. The game was the game was in the balance. You got these young bulls like Big Tino and um, Fortawaker, um, Fafita. They were gunning, especially um, especially Big Tino. They were gunning down the middle, and he stopped it all. He was a beast. He come on and he played, you know, pretty much you know fifty fifty minutes and just stopped everything. He was um, he really had a, flexed his muscles on the weekend. It was great because I think um, he's always been in my top five of big boys, but I'm glad he got the three points. Big Tino is my second. He's just a machine, this young kid. I mean, he, does, he just doesn't stop. He's 71 minutes. It's 19 hit-ups, 200 metres, man. Like, that's ridiculous. This young kid's 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. has not one bit of fear about him. He's just a beast, man. Like, he, does, he just does all the little things good. I'm glad. And, that, and that's that Melbourne system. You don't miss a beat. Like his wrestling is on point. The way that he runs his lines, everything is just like, is it's absolute gold. I love watching that kid. Um, my last point is Tarek Sims. I don't usually give him to, um, to the back rows, but god damn that kid. I mean, did you see the tries he scored? Good tries. Like that line that he that he that he hit outside, um, outside the seven. He just schooled everybody. Ran like what 40 meters, step fullback, scored two tries, hits like a fucking truck. He's always been one of my favorite players, Tarek. He's he's absolute beast. He's a, he holds a lot of energy in that team. I'm glad um, I'm glad he really he's got the he's got the um the dragons firing. So it's good to see these big guys firing, man. Like they are such a big most of these guys, man, they hold so much energy inside. They've got big responsibilities. And as I said, like every time I look at these guys, I've got to leave some good players out most of the time because I just look at the who they're playing, mostly. It's fucking hard. It's hard, Yakka. These guys run hard and straight, footwork, offloads, play big minutes, man. It's They're under the pump so bad. So, well done, boys.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – and as I said, we're going to organise – What are we getting for them? Heaps of stuff. Heaps of stuff, Will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, we are going now to come in to the big fella. Big Harry, and we've got some wonderful things to discuss this week. Harold, yourself, myself and William, uh, you uh, let us down. I'll tell you what the producer's written here, Harry.
1: Uh, Fire away. What's 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 going on?
0: He has written, Willie and Ian won. Producer got second, so we are all looking good. Do you know it's not looking good,
1: Harry? My tip's the last few weeks. No. I've got to pick up the game.
0: No, no. Him not winning and then trying to put himself in when he comes second. What do you get for second when you're back on the nose, Harry? <laughs> you're a betting man. You get
2: nothing. You get nothing. Is That's that what right. he said. He's coming second, or he got second.
0: He wrote, "We got second in Miami bound." It was a. It's a no good. One. <laughs> so next time that bettingsite.com.au dot pays second when you bet head to head, let me know. I'll because, let you guys know, but yeah.
1: <laughs> has, hasn't happened at betting sites. So.
0: It does not appear to be
1: ever going to happen either. No. How's your week been, pal? Look, it's been great. Had a great Easter. I was stuck in uh, some of that horrible good Friday traffic, as I'm sure everyone was. But apart from that, no complaints. Uh, Weird round of footy, lots of blowouts. But, hey, look, I love disrespectful lines and... Storm Bulldogs this week at 27 and a half, as disrespectful as it gets. So let's bring it on. Let's see if the doggies can turn it around.
0: Isn't that awful? Let's just
1: get to the point. That's awful. I won
2: my multi. Yeah, actually. I'm sorry. We, Dad, my first we multi in, in what? Since the show's been going. Sorry. Ever. 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 So
0: basically, we, we, we are supposed to have production meetings on Wednesday. Will and I have lost interest in the production meetings. We try not to turn up because it means time with the producer. But – Will was there, let me tell you, there was no production meeting this morning. Will was there yeah. bright and early by himself. Do you know why? So that he could talk about
1: this segment <laughs> and how he's bet one. you got to no take one. the wins
2: when you can. Oh, mate, ride the highs very high, mate. They're yeah. All, yeah we now do he's know. like a
1: bloodthirsty animal and he won't yeah. let anyone forget
2: about it. No, he
0: won't.
1: So <laughs>
2: I'll,
0: start, I'll start with mine, actually, because um, I'm, you know, last start winner. So obviously. In form. In form. Thank you. Uh, all right, so we're going to go South thirteen plus into the Panthers one to twelve because I think that game is closer than everybody is saying. The Roosters to cover the line, and then the Melbourne Rebels to cover the line. Wow. So the reason I've gone with the Rebels is because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm going to go three league bets in a union bet, and that's just going right. to that's just going to fill up the coffers. Still yeah, not making me watch. Absolutely. You.
1: Look, you'll have multiple screens on over the weekend. I like this. South's 13 plus, that appears pretty academic. Panthers one to 12. I also think that game will be closer than what a lot of people think. The Raiders at $3 are fantastic value. The last team to beat Penrith at Penrith Stadium was the Canberra Raiders.
0: See? It was, a it was on July 27,
1: 2019, but they were the last team to do it. That's a and a game. lot of those guys were there. So they know how to win there. And I mean, no one else seems to know how to do it, but Ricky will get them up. You yeah. know that Ricky will. Yeah, Ricky's good this at is, that. This is that type of game where you can play into that. It's crazy, mate. Um, uh, yeah, the Roosters line's only seven and a half. I thought that's pretty skinny considering, like, I thought they might struggle for the first month without Luke Keary, but they played way better than what even I thought, and knowing how good they are. The seven and a half line feels skinny. Granada haven't beaten a top eight team since round whenever in 2019 wow. it didn't happen last year it hasn't happened this year okay, the right. so seven and a half feels very skinny um yeah oh, mm. i think i think that's home and host as well and it's always yeah, a brutal you...
2: game the sharks and roosters they've got this rivalry there so it's always closer than you think the sharks have upset them a heap of times it's always a brutal game man I've always it always played a couple happens of those.
1: The Shark park willie you're right yeah mate i've played some games happened. there it's
2: just yeah, like just a Just a bashathon. yeah anyway let's just get to my bet so i can win
0: yeah, uh, hang
1: on. Can we just can we just <laughs> explain to everyone what Sorry. a
0: wonderful amount of money I'm about to win
1: for the club too? Ah, uh, fourteen dollars thirty three at Sportsbet. What's your biggest bet?
0: Fourteen dollars with a four leg multi. You're welcome, everybody. Look, you're looking at
1: well, What are we looking?
2: Seven hundred bucks. Plus? Yeah, let me do the let's math. Seven hundred bucks. Seven
0: hundred, roughly. All right, let's talk All right about William. All right. Let's.
2: I'm going to take the Sea Eagles. Is that the line? Hang on. With I don't know line. how to read these ones, yeah. man. So Terrible. Sea
0: Eagles, Eagles have got seven and a half, I think. How long have they got seven and a half? Seven they do and have half seven stuff. and a half, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so I'm so be- going
2: to take that with a line. So i just explain it to all the people at home. I didn't really understand it. Now I do. And now I've got uh, Penrith Panthers and Canberra under the total of 38 and a half. And then I have Parramatta and St. George over 42 and a half.
1: I like legs two and three of this multi. Yeah. I'm not really Manly sold on that
2: first one. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Manly
1: plus seven and a half. You're backing. They've been defending terribly. Yeah. And I just, I'm just dip,
2: I'm dipping into that, the fact that
1: they have a bit of a
2: rivalry there, rivalry with Manly and the Warriors with two, back to 2011 grand final. So all those, all those, um, all the teams that have played in the grand final, it's you know, it's there's always that bitter, bitter sort of energy. Can they- yeah, yeah, they've got to the come out. He's just got to go. Something's got to turn around. It's just like, yeah. all right, let's go now. Yeah,
1: they can't keep stinking the joint up. That's right. But at seven dollars twenty-two, little three legger. Look, you could put another three hundred plus in the in your kitty, mate. All right, beautiful.
2: That's
0: yeah. good. Uh, the producer, he well, do you know what? He's done a heap of stuff. I'm not going to even bother reading it out. But he's done a lot of stuff. For everyone who is um, keen to lose their money, then head to social media. It'll be all up there. Um, You're not even going to read it. No, I'm not going to read it. It's too hard. (laughs) Too many teams. It's doing my head in. So let's go straight to Harry. Harry, you've already come through with the biggest win of the year so far. We'd have close to two grand in the kitty too already, wouldn't we? We're getting there. We're getting there. Got- we are getting
1: close. Hopefully, hopefully a few of us get some up this weekend and we'll and we'll go well, we'll we'll go closer to three thousand.
0: There we go. Um
1: yeah. So looking through mine, uh the good folk at sports bet, I've gone Warriors minus seven and a half. I, th- I think I think they'll they'll cover that. I, th- I like the Panthers head to head, but I don't think they're gonna win by much. So I've just gone conservative, gone the head to head. I like the Titans at the minus eight and a half line. This game for the Titans just feels like a gimme. It's one of those in the schedule where it's, yep, the Knights have got 11 blokes out. We just have to win. We're at home. And the Knights, their last three visits up to Seabus Super Stadium have just been awful and leaked 30-plus points in all those games. So I think the eight-and-a-half, I think the Titans are specials for that. The Roosters head-to-head, they'll, um, they'll win the 16th of their last 19 at the SCG. And then the Tigers head-to-head, just the Cowboys have just been so dreadful. and. yeah. The Cowboys, I looked it up, they've only won four games since the start of 2017 in Sydney. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I just that's... think, tie, yeah, it's yeah, hard to good. trust a team that comes ninth every year, but that stat's alarming for North Queensland. So so with stop.
0: with all of these massive blowouts, is that good for – I mean, who's that good for? Is, it for? is it good for punters or is it good for the bookies? Where, where does it sit?
1: A <laughs> bit of both. Well, it's Funny, I oh, look 12 of the 32 games so far this year haven't been just 13 plus score lines, they've been 20 plus score
2: yeah, lines. Fair
1: so, yeah, we, I mean, can you bet
2: 20 plus? Is that a bet? Yeah,
1: you, yeah, you can go into the 30s, yeah, oh.
2: yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, Don't give me that yeah, idea, <laughs> yeah. So, before it cottons on, that's where the value is the 20 yes, plus. Yes, that's. Ooh. Yeah, so yeah, so it's good for the punters in that aspect because you Rabbits can get some dollars $5 odds when you start getting into the 20s. Uh for the game as a whole, I think it's horrible. But It's awful. Yeah. It's salary awful, cap is bad. not yeah.
2: working. Let's yeah. expand it. Let's get it Let's have no salary cap.
1: 86. Go back million. to the 2002 salary yeah, cap. Yeah, let's go to the Bulldog salary cap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good salary cap, that one mate, thank you uh, Next week, I, do you know what? This is actually a momentous occasion for us Because we have never ever, I don't think in the history of this show Had me win had, Well, me you've win. never won But we've never had two winners in one week Or maybe me Oh, and, did you win? Oh. Please did I win Of course <laughs> I won but It's all about so, me, mate you This week that. I reckon we're three or four Producer fails uh, And we, we all get all up, get up. Rich yep. get richer. Let's exactly. hope that's the way it goes. All right, All right, mate, and just a reminder that I am in charge of shit shirts on this show. So next week uh, go a bit more conservative. I'll be
1: way more conservative. Willie, I can't quite see what you're wearing, but if you're going <laughs> to bet right, you've got to do it at betting I have no site, shirt. So. Thanks, mate. We'll
0: speak to you next week. All right, catch you guys next week. Cheers, pal. All right, sorry, William.
2: All right, guys, make sure you gamble responsibly. I definitely do. Well, you do I too. do now. I'm you not, do. I'm not hitting these $200 multis anymore. I miss the five 500 legs.
0: <laughs> tips, William. Do you know what? This is a really easy segment because we've all done the same thing. So <laughs> they're on the <laughs> other side. Flip it over. All so right, we've all go. tipped Rabbitohs, Warriors, Panthers, Titans, Storm, Roosters, Tigers and Eels.
2: Someone's got to go different. That's ridiculous. Do you know what?
0: Can I just point out as well? Last week, the producer, after the. I think. I can't remember which game it was. On our social media pages, it clearly stated that he picked a side. Mm. And then he says, Oh, I got eight out of eight. And he's flipped his. You know, so I am going to be. Very, very. You're just close angry because you didn't,
2: didn't get a straight one.
0: That could also <laughs> play some part, but I'm going to watch it from now on, All and right. I will not he does. allow cheating. He's tipping cheating. good.
2: He's tipping very
0: good. Oh, it's good for him to do something. Mm. All right, William. So we're going to the headline now. All right. Have you noticed a? There's sort of a. I don't know. I would say there's a bit of a theme that emerges what is with you being a pisshead. Uh, in the headline The headline is Get hammered And have a blinder Yeah So Apparently And I mean this is all allegedly This is all paper yeah. talk You and a certain someone Who we won't name Who has been A guest on the show A number of times last year Went out and played in the centenary test Yeah Came home uh, Got home at 5am That's good And then played against the raiders and you got man of the match yeah that's now, true. now yeah. would you like to confirm or deny two things one did it happen two was it
2: 5 a.m <laughs> is that the only thing i've got to clarify
0: 5 a.m and c did you did i just go one two c i, think yeah, I did yeah whatever
2: i'm with you the
0: third one did you get man of the match yeah
2: all true i'm not sure about the 5 a.m i think it was a little bit later i think it could have been later so i think it's centennial test i mean i live in the moment i i I mean, looking back on it now, I'm like, that was my last test. So, like, I went out with a bang. So, it was great. Um, 100 years of rugby league celebrating. Uh, I knew that we had the game the next day at 2 o'clock, a 2 o'clock Saturday Arvo game, which is fucking torture back then. And um, so, we played the game. We won. And I'm like, you always got these young kids that have made their debuts and they're like, fuck, do we go out? I'm a senior player at the time. like, will you want to go out? And I'm like, knew I had the game the next day fuck it all right you know i was thinking well i remember my first my when i was it was my first test had guys like gordon tallis and all these senior players and they took me out i was like oh, i've got to take these guys out we went out they didn't have to play till like maybe the sunday or something like that you know? and i was like fucking just got carried away i was walking out of some joint i think it was like i think it was like at eight o'clock in the morning eight o'clock i reckon i'll say eight o'clock got home about nine ish I said, fuck, i have got to play at two o'clock. <laughs> I got up at around about oh, 11, 11 ish. So, about two or three hours sleep, got up, shook it off, had a shower, got to the game about 12. I would have been honking of piss. And Freddie just goes, get in the fucking ice bath. Get <laughs> in <laughs> the ice bath. I first player ever ice bath <laughs> before a game. Um, you know, sort of the guys that played in the centenary test, we just sort of kept it, you know, low key, wasn't, you know, fucking around. But Freddie obviously knew without him, he didn't even really say anything. He goes, get in the ice bath. I looked at him. I was like, yeah, good idea. Sat in the ice bath for about 10 minutes, got up, warm up, all that sort of shit, went out, fucking killed it. Um, uh, played about 32, 33 minutes in the first half, went off. So he bought me off in the first half to ice bath at half time. <laughs> so I ice bath at halftime, got up, played second half. Yeah, played it, a played it blinder, and we all did that. But that was the sort of pressure that you put on yourself. It wasn't a time where I actually backed up and... I was fresh none of us in that 2000 era like you just you you lived every moment like it, it was the last and i do that and you don't know when it's going to be your last test or your last origin and stuff so you got these guys kind of, you got to celebrate everything you know like and i don't regret anything because i was always one of the best players the next day or if i had to back up a couple of days later i'd never ever let my teammates down like that and i knew i had that in me i was like i would never be that player that's going to back up and just be dog shit, and i never was and, like, um, that was just the way it was back then. Obviously, I'm not just telling people to go, <laughs> go and do that now after a test. It's the fucking worst thing. You'd be crucified. But that was the environment that we lived in. And it was fun. And that was my last test. And it was a fucking ripper.
0: Do you reckon you are the first bloke in history to be actually drinking the ice bath, just trying to rehydrate? Oh, man, It so funny, mate. Just sitting so there funny, just, mate, just, sitting there, the just like...
2: Just sitting there, going, just sipping, just. just sipping the ice. Like it was, it was so refreshing. I don't think you understand. You got up, my. It was a beautiful, beautiful move from Freddie to put me in that. Legs yeah. were fresh as hell. Just got up, just play your best football when you relax, not thinking, not overthinking. It's probably a perfect lesson for some of these young kids. You know, the games it should come natural to you. You know, like the amount of work that we do during the week. You know, if you're not ready by game day, you're kidding yourself,
0: mate. We have been on a few trips together, and let me tell you, no one. Can back up the way you back up Let alone play professional yeah. rugby league Please <laughs> do not classic, For those young players that are listening Do not try I've tried to get on the drink with Will And just survive the next day And it's ended poorly Thank you for tuning in For those of you who have It has been fun for us Because we're ignoring the producer We're doing no preparation <laughs> So we're back to just talking Beautiful Off our heads football. again Beautiful uh, for all of those that would like to help us, please rate, review, and subscribe. We uh, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, do and it. And every week we say it, so just go and do subscribe, it. Subscribe, like, subscribe, like thumbs
2: up, all that kind of stuff. Is that a thing? Thumbs up? Yeah.
0: Thumbs up us. All right. Get your thumb up us. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Following Willie Moore. <laughs> Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his
2: imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. What? Oh, you got skill, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.